Hello and welcome everyone to Let's Talk About Death. Yeah. We're going to be joined today by a very special guest. Her name is Tori. She will be joining us for today's uh, topic, which is what questions shouldn't you really ask your funeral director? So we're going to welcome, welcome Tori. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, listen to that crowd. They're going wild. They are going wild. I can see why. I know, I know. All right, well, I guess this subject uh, is quite a very relevant one because I guess in, in every day what we do, um, at times families just want to go a little bit, a little bit beyond what the normal public would normally ask. Um, what do you reckon some of those some of those questions could be? Like what what would you recommend would be the the question or one of the questions? I think when I first started, the question I'd always get is, do people poo themselves when they die? Right. I think that's the most common one. Everyone just wants to know. You know, and and I would probably say that out of Oh, what do you reckon? Probably out of 20 people that we get into our care, I'm probably saying that, I don't know, half a dozen yeah. would probably do it. I guess I guess when you think of, um, you know, when the body hasn't got that voluntary action anymore, um, that's where, you know, the, uh, the sh- it hits the fan, so to speak. Um, I think... Yeah, like it's got to go somehow, doesn't it? Like it's got to go out. Um, and uh, in your experience, um, yeah, would that be something that you would? Do you reckon? You know, you're at a party, dancing with all your mates, and then they you find out that someone's a funeral director. Do you reckon that's a something that you'd say? It was. I actually asked Jess wait before I started because I knew Jess beforehand. Yep. I asked her. That's one of the first questions I had. And that's the first question everyone always asks me as well. Wow, wow. Yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, that and, and obviously the, the other way with, uh, with the waterworks and things like that, that can, that can have a lot, of, um, a lot of leakage as such. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, I think uh, what's, what's another question? What's another question, do you think? Well, relating to that, I've actually had this question asked and I did not know how to answer it. So I'm asking the expert here. Um, what do, you, do you want me to get the expert in? I want the expert in. Right. Okay. <laughs> yep. I'll I'll just call them. Hang on. Hmm. No, they're not answering. Oh, hang on. There you go. The is expert it? is in the house, apparently. Perfect. I need him here for this one. <laughs> yeah, good. It's a bit of a weird question. Yeah. But I've had it asked. What happens if someone dies with a tampon in? Uh, <laughs> right. Well, uh, if someone passes, yeah, with with a tampon in place, I mean, I, I would I would suggest that that has to be removed for several reasons. A because of bacteria uh, and obviously smell, um, cleanliness, all of those type of things. Because they're they're the things that when we wash and dress someone, but. The only way that we're actually going to know that they've got that is unless something was showing. I don't tend to, and I know some of the others don't, you know, we don't tend to, I guess, look too much at that 
area of the body, especially females. Males are a little bit different because it's in your face. Um, but yeah, I would I would definitely remove it. I would I would just think that that's something, you know. You know, if I was leaving this world as a female and I had that still in me, I'd be going. You know what? Get it out. It's not something I'd want to take with me. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, the other the other type of question that I was just thinking of now of over the years that I've been doing it is, do people sit upright when they pass away? Yeah, I've heard that one a few times. Yeah, do they or you know do do they have an erection? That's the other the other one. Um, in all of my years, 22 years of doing it, I've never ever seen someone with that um, before. I'm not saying that it that it doesn't happen across the globe, um, but definitely, you know, how would we control that if we had it? Look, I don't know. Like it, it's a it's a pressure point really. Um, and with the sitting up, I have heard of. Bodies stay well. They are bodies stay can stay in in state if if they're being laying in that position for a long period of time. That's why we try to encourage nursing homes to lie people down flat, um, not have their head tilt. As you know, experience of doing preparation that we, if we get someone in that's been on too many pillows and then we yep, try to put yep. our head head block and everything underneath becomes a whole new ball game. And then you've got to try to force or, or, or move those, the head or the shoulders down a little bit more to break the rigor mortis that's now been caused in their neck. Um, the other, yeah, so I guess basically with that, um, that's, what, that's what I've seen. Um, what would be another question? All right, so I've had this one as well. So when we're lowering people into a grave, yep. what happens if it goes in wonky? Do we have to fix it? Do we like as just it, put as the it dirt on? when it's down the bottom? Yeah, and uh, it's a bit wonky. So some of it's like touch the side, and it's a bit yeah. Uneven. So if if it's on a lowering device, normally we could suggest to the grave diggers to manipulate the tapes across. I know that a majority of uh, of grave diggers won't do it. That's just their that's their thing. I'm not touching anything, you know. Um, but if we were lowering ourselves, then before we pull those uh, lowering tapes out, we can manoeuvre. A lot of families um, are very superstitious when it comes to that. They, you know, the head's got to be in the right position. It's got to be not too far over to the left, not too far over to the right. So um, I, I would just make it the best we could, really. Um, but in our experience, I guess, when we do lower coffins, and depends on what state the grave's in too, like if it's been raining a lot and there's a lot of water in the grave, um, then it can be like a, you know, like a bobbing ship um, until that coffin grabs hold of, of the clay or the earth underneath. So, um, yeah, no, good question, good question. Um... Any others? Well, with – it's not quite burial, but with cremation. Yeah. People always are like, how do we know it's just that person we're getting back and not someone else mixed in or yep. how, do, how can we trust that it's that person? All right. Well, in your experience, what would what would you say? Well, for us, we're in Victoria. Yeah. So our crematories are run and owned by the state. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah. If you're the state government, you can't mess that up. No. 
So when we get it back, we know a lot of the cremators. Yeah. And we have a good relationship with them. I like yeah. to think. So I think we can go in with the trust that we're getting this person back 100%. Yeah. We watch it go in sometimes. And it's definitely 100% that person. Yeah. So, so obviously that process is that the body would then be placed into their coffin. Uh, that's the other the other thing there. We'll get to that in a sec. Is about do our coffins? Do everyone get cremated in the coffin? I think that's that's a very valid question too. Um, but yeah, to answer to answer that, I would say look, it, it's a ninety nine point nine percent that you're getting a loved one back. I, I I could say that the cremators that we have in Victoria run between eight hundred and fifty and a thousand degrees. All right. If you do a cremation that's in the end of the week, the cremators are going to be running a lot hotter uh, than the start of the week. And I know that sounds a bit silly, but if you were to go and turn on your kitchen oven, right, and you turn it on and it gets to 200, and then you left it there over over the weekend, I reckon even on Monday if you went to open it, and if you didn't use it and the conditions were right, that oven would probably be sitting at 30 degrees, 30, 40 degrees. It hasn't had the opportunity to fully cool down. So with the cremators is they're bricked, just like um, terracotta bricks, basically. Um, and being a brick or a stone, that holds heat. Once the cremation has taken place, it goes down into the next chamber and then any residue that is left, like any dust particles or anything else like that, is either they put more air into it and burn it faster or harder um, and then that it just gets burnt off. So, yeah, I, I would say 99.9%. You know, yep. that little bit that you may get from Roger that was the cremation before, but I I, I don't think, even if you did one in your backyard, not that I encourage people to do that, but if you did one in your backyard, guarantee you're going to have all sorts of grass and dirt and, you know, it's not going to be true that person that you've cremated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, to go back just on that, the question that we just said before about does the coffin get cremated um, or anything or do we take the body out? No. In Victoria, in Australia, we cremate everything. The only thing that we don't cremate is glass, flammable items because we'd have fireworks everywhere. Um, little Little items like that, things that can actually contaminate the cremated remains. Um, you'd, be f- you'd be actually really surprised about how many people ask us if they can put alcohol or drugs or anything yeah. like that in with their loved ones. Yeah. It's I not mean, uncommon to be asked that. Yeah, I, I think bottles of bourbon and things like that, look, I, I would say if you can put it into a plastic flask or something, great, do whatever you want. But when you're putting in lighter fluid, firecrackers, you know, we, we had a, 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 an Asian... Um, family that uh that did place in some firecrackers because that dad loved firecrackers and he thought it was really funny um and apparently when (laughs) when the cremation was taking place it went off like a firecracker and you know if you if you listen to uh around that chinese new year time when you hear all of those the asian ones going off that's exactly what it sounded like it didn't damage the cremator or anything but it had it had the the ability to do it um, but just lucky there wasn't any uh, like ball bearings inside or anything else like that because that would have just, you know, taken everything out. Just on that as well, what's the weirdest thing 
that someone's tried to put in a coffin? Oh, apart from themselves. <laughs> um, we did a funeral for a clown family. Okay. And they were all dressed up as clowns. It was it was quite a um, quite a funny thing, really, because and they were trying to put in all the the I don't know if it's if it's the strangest thing, but if you imagine a clown with their big shoes and big nose and Would that big even pants fit? and oh the shoes we had to lay down <laughs> the side, but you know like little little things like um, a juggling set, you know and. But not, not. Um, I don't. Th- I don't think I've really had anything strange, strange like to that point. I mean, apart from people putting drugs in there and um, bongs and all sorts of, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I think. No, I think it's been pretty good. Um, but I think as funeral directors too, we just got to make sure that we're trusting our family in what they're putting into their coffin. And I think we need to sort of have another look before we close the lid because, uh, yeah, that, that day could come and uh, it's, yeah, it's not going to end well. No. It's not going to end well at all. So, uh, yeah. Any other questions? Yeah, I've heard it. My mum has asked me this one and I honestly did not know. If someone dies on the plane, like what do they do and they can't revive them? Do they have to land? Do they go back to the airport or do they just keep going? That's one for the expert. Um, yeah, crickets. Uh, good question. If someone was to pass away on an aircraft, uh, they have to land whenever they're, wherever, they're dis- wherever they have to go. They're not going to have to turn around and come back. Um, but I have heard of where... They've actually placed the deceased back in their seat. <laughs> no, that'd and be an just, awkward plane ride. And just like, excuse me, would you would you like some <laughs> would you like some tea and coffee? It's like, ah, uh, no, it's all good. Uh, it'll be something like this, wouldn't it? Hang on. Um, excuse me, I was wondering, um, would you like a cup of tea or coffee? Back to that. Now we gotta get the voice back. I think we'll be okay. Let's try that. Is that better? There we go. There well, you now go. We're back. Yeah. So um, yeah, I have heard that. Yeah, they they just put them back in their seat, put a few more seatbelts around them, and because uh, they don't have anywhere. To lay them down, unless it's a big, like big aircraft where they can put them in the staff quarters or something like that. But um, no, it's yeah. Or if someone's really ill, then they just usually just wait until they land. Um, I just wouldn't want to be the the <laughs> receiving crew at the end. Um, you know. Oh, by the way, we've got all the lunch stuff, but there's a body in number twenty six D. You'll need to um, <laughs> can you recover him too? Um, yeah. Any other weird and wonderful questions? Yeah. One that's all the time. How do you know the person's actually dead? Um, you can use a lot of, a lot of things by poking their eyeballs. Um, you can, well, that sounds a bit funny, but it's not. 
it, it's more of like the pain, you know, rubbing, rubbing up and down their sternum. It's like the pain sensors that if they, if they react to that, then you know. Uh, their heart, you know, checking for that. Making sure their pupils, are they looking? Are they flicking? Are they dilating? Are they, um, what else do they do? You know, pulse, all of those type of things. But there is, there is conditions where, and I think this is where back in the, uh, probably the 1800s, um, or even probably before that, where if, if a, someone got sick, they would normally bury them on the same day. Like, oh no. they got sick. Oh, let's go. Come on, Maisie. Let's go out the back and we're going to dig a hole and we're going to place him into that. That is my biggest fear, being buried alive. Right. That's terrifying. So, there is a condition, or well, there's probably multiple conditions now that they've probably come a, a, a hold of, is where the body can lower itself so much with, with heart rate, pulse rate, breathing rate, where to the everyday Joe Blog, they're deceased. Nothing's showing up. Nothing's coming up on their monitors. Nothing. So then they send them to the morgue. Now, if they come to and it's three, four degrees, it's likely that they've probably died then because... It is freezing. It's freezing. It's freezing cold. Um, but there has been stories that people have been buried alive um, back then because they just... Once, once you pass away, they place you into a pine box, they cart you off, bury you, and off you go. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and I have heard of stories in Melbourne... Uh, in certain cemeteries where they, the grave diggers have uh, open graves, like really old graves, have flicked the lid of the other coffin by mistake with the excavator. And when they've flicked it, when the lid has turned over, there's been scratch marks. Oh, no. So how, how does that work? That's straight out of a horror movie, that. Yeah, like you can't, you can't put stuff to that. Like there's nothing that would... What would be internal that would cause scratching of the underneath of the lid unless you were alive. So, yeah, we, and, and I guess being here with us, we're washing them, we're dressing them. If they were, if they were alive, we'd, we'd see it. Yeah. Um, Just I want everyone to know that modern-day technology, I don't think that will happen. Oh, you, yeah, no. You're no, pretty no, no. safe. You won't be yeah, buried yeah, alive. There's, you know, there's lots of devices and, and all other sorts of things that will make sure that, yeah, it's definitely not, yeah, that you're going to get caught because <laughs> that would be as creepy as all to have that. Um, but uh, The day someone opens their eyes on me, I'm leaving, I'm running. Yeah. Or, or yeah, you get the tap on the shoulder. Yep, <laughs> like we heard today. Uh, yeah, the old tap on the shoulder and, uh, yeah, it's like I, I'd be out the door too. But they're, they're really – I don't think any question is silly questions. I think they're, they're things that people sort of – I don't know, it's like Chinese whispers too where you, w people hear things as they go along in life and I think then people just add to it and then it becomes just like, mm, nah, nah. Um, we, we had one in Melbourne where uh, I'd go out and I'd do a funeral arrangement and the family, like family friend, there's always a family friend that it's knows. It's always a family friend. Yeah, would, knows everything about funerals. They've only been to one in their life but they know. But that's okay, that's fair enough if they've got experience. I went to a I went to a, a cemetery uh, or a crematorium chapel, and I remember when Mr. Smith went down. I saw the flames. I felt the heat. I felt the heat, and it's like all you wanted to say is, "Look, unfortunately, no, you might be having a turn, 
yourself. <laughs> um, it and and I guess you know you're going through the, the last the last farewell. Yeah, they're the you're going to feel some form of emotion. You're going to feel, and if you and if your body, if your blood's not good anyway, especially as an older person, you're going to get hot and cold flushes. Like, um, but yeah, things like that. You know, I saw the flames, or I felt the heat. Um, even talking to the old crematorium staff, um, they've never ever heard of that before. Yeah. Uh, I think in the UK they used to do it. They used to like put just jets of flames beside it to, to reenact that that was what was happening, um, but not physically like that's the yeah as the coffin lowers it's being cremated because uh, that would be really that wouldn't be appropriate I wouldn't think <laughs> um, it wouldn't be something that I would want to see my nana going down on you know like oh there goes nana you know it, it's just no 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 it's terrible terrible so. All right. Well, look, we're uh, it's just a short podcast today. Um, great opportunity to talk to Tori. No doubt we'll talk to um, Tori again. So let's put our hands together for, oh, thank you, for thank you, Tori. Thank you. There we go. Beautiful. It's always great to meet my fans. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you all for uh, taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. Please enjoy more of Let's Chat Death. And uh, from me to you, we'll see you on the other side. Take care now. Bye. Bye.